Hello and welcome to Against the Grain, a podcast centered around self-exploration, leadership, lifestyle change, and soul-driven success. I'm your host, change advocate and coach, Louise Fuster, here to help you expand your capacity to adapt to change and move with momentum towards leading your life your way. Join me as we explore what it takes to cultivate a strong sense of self, lead from the heart, and boldly pursue change as a choice. This podcast will help you think, act, and live differently, giving you the green light to make meaningful shifts that feed your soul and ultimately shape your own success. Your life is yours to lead. You are capable of incredible things. And this podcast is your reminder. How is it that you can be right on the edge of making change, but then you back out last minute? You never take the leap. Have you ever wondered what it is exactly that is blocking you from blasting forward? Well, hold on to your hats, guys, because I'm about to serve this to you straight. It's your bullshit beliefs. Yep, I'm talking about the way you see yourself. The biggest block to people facilitating change in their life is the set of beliefs they hold about themselves, about whether they are truly capable enough, if now really is the right time to make that change, and if they actually have what's needed to make it work. We all hold on to some non-serving beliefs, beliefs that become harmful when they hold us back from taking action, achieving our goals and reaching our full potential. It's this state of mind that restricts us. So in today's episode of Against the Grain, I'll be sharing the three biggest beliefs you got to bust if you want to make change. I can guarantee one, if not all of these beliefs have stopped you at some stage from making the shift you want in your life. Perhaps they are still blocking you. If that's true, it's time to start modifying your mindset to one which serves you better. Because if you think you could be doing better in life, well, you might just be right. Let's dive straight in, shall we? The first belief you need to blow apart is stop believing you need another credential. Believing you need another credential or certification before you can make a move towards something is you just stalling. What you're really doing is keeping yourself in the learning phase, gathering knowledge and information. It's a safe area, but it doesn't actually help you move forward. When paperwork prevents you from pivoting, it's time to pump the brakes on your procrastination. I'm a prime example of having a very successful second career without having credentials. Yep, I spent 10 years in event management and project planning, and I've never done any formal training in this area. From my experience, when it comes to the workplace, good hiring managers generally take experience over paper proof of studying. A bit of paper doesn't automatically mean you're the best person for the job. You don't need another credential to be taken seriously. You're already ready. Oftentimes, life experience is better than a qualification. Let me provide some context on how I utilize my skills and experience to transition from my first career as a professional chef into my second career in events without wasting time and money on chasing another credential. When I worked as a chef, I needed to make use daily of my organization, planning, and time management skills to get my mise en place, my prep ready for service. During service, I relied on my focus, my coordination and multitasking skills, and my ability to work with others, as in a team, 
to ensure we successfully nailed the busy service period. It was also integral to my role as a chef that I was a good communicator, a good listener, and knew how to problem solve. And while juggling all this, I also needed to keep a customer-focused approach. My creative abilities came into play when plating up and presenting the final dish and when I needed to design and price seasonal and innovative menus. And I also had to be competent in managing resources and logistics in relation to stock ordering, storage and control. All of these skills, every single one, and I rattled off well over 10 just then, are needed to succeed in the events industry too. No bit of paper was ever going to trump my extensive experience as a chef. And just for the record, many of these career skills that I used as a chef and in events and project planning also overlap now into my coaching and retreats business. Now, of course, I'm not against training and up-leveling, far from it, but I wanted to show you that you too can tap into your wealth of knowledge and take the multitude of skills you already have that are transferable and leverage them as stepping stones to the next thing you feel passionate or excited about. Stop thinking you need another credential before you can make that change you're hoping for. This thinking is nothing more than holding onto a belief rooted in fear. You're using needing another bit of paper as an excuse to not fail. I see too many people allow this belief to fester and get the better of them. It manifests as anxiety and perfectionism. Don't let this happen to you. Otherwise, you'll always believe you aren't quite there yet to make a move, you're not good enough, and you'll stay stuck in your circumstances. If you're wanting to make a change, instead of looking at your lack of qualifications as a hindrance, how about you look at what makes you stand out from the rest? You more than likely have something unique to offer as you bring similar skills from a different environment. I've got a quick exercise that'll help you stop underselling yourself and banish the bogus belief that you need to gain another credential. Grab a pen and paper and complete an audit of your skills, knowledge, experience, natural talents, etc. Think about the tasks you do daily and what practical skills are required to perform those tasks in life in general too, not just in a work environment. You might discover things about yourself like you're a fast reader, a wizard with tech, you have a structured approach to things, maybe you're good at identifying efficiencies or you keep a calm head and can think clearly when chaos is happening all around you, or you can juggle multiple assignments at once with ease. Doing this exercise will help you shift your perspective from one where you think you don't have what it takes yet to one where you know you most certainly do. And think about the people and companies that can benefit from the knowledge and expertise and experiences that you already have. The belief that you need to seek out another credential because you're not equipped enough is bullshit. The shift you want to make feels a little scary simply because it's unfamiliar. That's all. Okay, the second biggest belief you've got to bust if you want to make change is to stop believing there's a perfect time to make a move. Oh, I see you there, patiently waiting for all your little ducks to line up in a row before you feel assured that now is the right time. I see you waiting for the perfect moment to move. You're waiting until you get through this busy period at work waiting for when you've just got a bit more savings in the bank or the kids become more independent or when the cat finally dies. One of the biggest barriers to cultivating a life you love is believing you are not ready right now to bring about that change you seek. Of course you don't feel ready, that's normal. And just like I've mentioned, you probably don't feel capable either. 
put these two beliefs to bed though now because when you're trying to make a change to do something new, it's necessary to, yes, take action and also take a risk. You can't wait for everything to line up for you. Life doesn't work like that. If you want something to happen, you have to do your part to set it in motion. Let me ask you something. When you see other women doing things like training for a half marathon or building a side hustle while working part-time and raising kids or taking off and exploring the world in a van with minimal savings, what do you think to yourself? What runs through your mind? Do you think they feel like it's the perfect time to take on that challenge? I doubt it. Look, we're all guilty of waiting for when the perfect time comes so we can comfortably make that change. Change rarely is comfortable though. We're just putting ourselves through the procrastination cycle one more time. And I know because I'm guilty of this too. For years, I wanted to stop drinking milk for two main reasons. Every time I consumed cow's milk, I'd feel bloated and blah almost immediately. It wasn't the taste. I enjoyed my milk moustache but I didn't like feeling like shit after having it. And I no longer wanted to compromise my health or contribute to the suffering inflicted on these beautiful bovines by industrial dairy, aka cow factories. So how did I stop prolonging making this change that I actually wanted to make? And how can you also bite the bullet and start the process towards a change you wish to see in either your health, your finances, your relationships, career, any area of your life really? It's simple. You just have to start the ball rolling by doing one small thing towards what it is you want to change. So here's what I did when I wanted to cut out milk from my diet. For starters, I stopped using the time of the year as an excuse that I could wait a little longer. If it was winter, I'd miss out on my mugs of hot chocolate or my husband's amazing creaming scallop potatoes. If it was summer, I'd have to forgo ice cream cones at the beach and poolside pina coladas. Christmas would mean no brandy custard or Nana's famous eggnog. Seriously, if you look, you'll always find a reason why now is not the right time. So now, instead of getting overwhelmed about it and how hard it's going to be and believing that now definitely isn't the perfect time to make a move, just make a small adjustment, like super duper small. I started eliminating milk from my diet by swapping out the milk in my morning cup of tea for an alternative. And trust me, the 30 mils in my cuppa was hardly noticeable. I then moved to using a different milk in my smoothie where once again I could hardly taste the difference. And then I started substituting the milk in my latte and when making my porridge and soon enough it was normal for me not to have cow's milk on my cold cereal. And I didn't find the taste strange and my gut was loving me for it. The key is to obviously make small moves towards change and build on those changes. And of course, stop waiting for the perfect time. Stop procrastinating. Realize that 99% of the time when you make a change, it won't be genius timing because something always crops up to test if you really want to make that change you talk about. Like when your work buddies organize an all-American burger and milkshake party the day after you stop drinking milk. Yep. That was me, seriously. (laughs) Know that your winning moves will be made when the timing couldn't be more off and you're not feeling 100% confident already. Which brings us to number three. Stop believing you don't have what it takes to make it work. You, my friend, have infinite potential. You have more courage and tenacity and resilience in you than what you'll probably ever realize. 
So when you tell me you don't have what it takes, you're not good enough or smart enough to make the change you're seeking work, well, that just screams to me you need to work on flipping your self-doubt into self-belief. It is so easy for us women to shortchange ourselves. We've been led to believe that we don't have what it takes to make the changes needed to lead our own life, that we lack some special inbuilt source that men are born with. Bullshit. Us women are capable of far more than we can imagine. You don't need another book. You don't need another class or course to be more ready. So the next time you are challenged, don't downplay your abilities and tell yourself you don't have what it takes to make that change. How do you know that if you've never tried? Instead of backing off and believing you don't have the goods, summon the courage to give it a shot at least. You will probably be super surprised at how resourceful you are. Taking some form of action will prove to yourself that you can do what is needed to make change. You do have what it takes. Let me share something with you about a change I made that took me six months, six long and frustrating months to get on top of. And I like to think I had a healthy amount of self-belief at the time. In my early 30s, my high consumption of sugar was frantically feeding my gut flora and not in a good way. And that was intensifying my debilitating allergies. My condition at its peak left me looking like the elephant man. Seriously, my face was swollen, my eyes so puffy, people used to ask me whether I just had my eyes done, as in some form of surgery. And my forearms from my elbow all the way to my fingertips were red, raw and itchy. I was not in a pretty place. And those of you who may have experienced something similar would know just how depressing, deflating and disgusting you feel. For the first month of treating my reactive body, I wasn't allowed to consume any sugar. Certainly not processed sugar, but also no natural sugar, which meant I couldn't even have a piece of fruit. And that was depressing in itself. And then when I realized sugar was in almost everything, like even cans of tomatoes, for God's sake, I was in total despair. I thought, how am I ever going to make this change? I can't even eat spaghetti bolognese. Oh, it was freaking frustrating. I doubted my ability often during those six months to stick with it. Now, I would have never been able to completely quit sugar if I had allowed my thoughts those negative non-serving beliefs to get the better of me and take power over my drive to feel better. I knew I probably had it in me to make permanent change and quit my addiction to sugar. I knew for sure it wasn't going to be a walk in the park and I knew there would be life lessons from this experience. And I also knew it was all just a change process that I needed to go through. The doubt you have about yourself and your ability to change never goes away entirely. You just get better at quietening the noise in your head once you accept that leading yourself into the unknown will more than likely entail a period of uncertainty. You need to build self-belief to minimize self-doubt. And the quicker you realize you have it all within you, you do have the potential, you too can focus and find the determination and dedication to make the changes you seek stick, the quicker you can take the lead and build a life you're proud of and pumped about. So there you have it, the three biggest beliefs blocking you from making change and moving forward. All of us fear or are apprehensive about change to some degree, but these three beliefs create barriers in your life and silence your potential. So instead of believing you need to attain more knowledge and another credential, how about you get clear on all the amazing abilities and skills you already possess? 
Instead of believing you can only make a move when the timing is perfect, you need to trust yourself that now is actually the perfect moment to make the change. And instead of believing you don't have what it takes to facilitate the change and make it work, build the self-belief that you are capable and worthy and already know your stuff. Know that your relationship with change is something you'll strengthen over time. You don't just randomly stumble across it one day. It takes patience and perseverance. So as we wrap up this episode, I'll leave you with this to reflect on. Those that lean into change get to cultivate the happy life they want. And those that run away from change, well, they tend to struggle to maintain a sense of satisfaction in life. Which one do you want to be? Well, that's a wrap for today's episode of Against the Grain. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. If you enjoyed what you heard, it'd be so freaking awesome of you to hit download, give me a follow, please leave a five-star review, and of course, spread the love so we can encourage even more women to boldly lean into change and take the lead to build a life they're proud of and pumped about. Thank you so much for listening today, and I look forward to connecting with you again in the next episode of Against the Grain.